Hey everybody and welcome to Breaking the Wall podcast. It is me, Brandon, and I am back with another episode. And today, I've been <laughs> I really didn't want to create a New Year's resolution, you know, New Year, new me episode just because I think by now we know a lot of the times New Year's resolutions just they don't work, right? However, here we are with a different type of New Year's resolution episode, and this one is all about major action, right? So my sister, Jill Fitt, who I, who is a mentor of mine, especially in this like podcasting space, um, one of the things she says is, one of the things she talks about is this idea of major action steps. So you take major action, you get, you know, major results. And I wanted to make an episode just to narrow down three things that I think dancers, especially young dancers or dancers who are about to, you know, jump into this industry, maybe planning a big move, maybe, you know, starting to audition for jobs this year. I wanted to create something that, you know, no matter what your goals are, you can take these ideas and, you know, run with them. So I want to go through these three big ideas, and they're all things that dancers can do but either don't do or don't do anymore because they are so hard. So know if you are doing any of these things, you are doing things that most dancers are not or most young dancers stop doing. And the first one, and I've said this before on the podcast, is to invest in your education. I feel like a broken record sometimes when I'm making these episodes, but really these simple, clear ideas are the things that are going to work right? So invest in your education and actively look for ways to do that. So, you know, do your research, find out what workshops, you know, we just had an episode about summer workshops that are coming up and what to look for. You know, do your research, find out what workshops you want to take, set aside money to pay for it, and then do it. Yeah. And I we've talked about money before, but money does hold us accountable, or at least it does for me. Right. If I'm throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars at a workshop, you best believe I'm going to be showing up. Right. Not just showing up to the classes, but showing up mentally, physically ready to, you know, take everything that workshop has to offer. Um, I mean, like I said, investing in your education, it can look like workshops. It can look like classes, but it can also look like, you know, books, watching films, you know, Investing in your community to learn what the landscape is like, right? I think many dancers stop taking workshops after college um, or, you know, a year or two after they graduate because all their friends do. You know, it's sometimes looked at as like a young dancers thing. Young dancers train and then once you graduate, you are a professional. So, uh, you know, now you're just auditioning. And I think that is very far from the reality I think the dancers who continue to work are the ones who are consistently looking for ways to improve, looking for those new ideas. I mean, you can only grow so much in one place. And I'm sure a lot of you feel this in your college community, your college community. And, you know, by taking yourself out of that normal, out of where you take class, where you work, where who you interact with on a day to day basis. You know, you give yourself the opportunity to improve, right? So know you can only grow so much in one place until you need, you know, a new environment to really rejuvenate you, right? You don't have to do this every week, every day, every, you know, do it once a year, 
for all I care. But it's important that you do invest in your education in some way post, you know, school, post those workshops all of your friends are going to, right? Really branch out. So that's number one. And I think it's one of the most important ones. If you stop listening to this episode now, then, you know, take that and run with it in this next year. But keep listening because we got two more great ones. So jumping into number two, create before the opportunity exists. Yeah. Create before an opportunity exists. And basically what that means is to be proactive instead of reactive. So how do we do this? We can move to a city or we can make a reel or we can get headshots before an audition is posted, right? If I want to dance for a company in Seattle or New York or Europe, I need to have access to that place, right? So moving there is a great way. Or, you know, if you know people are going to need reels, make your reel, right? They want to see you move. And if you have to edit it before you send it, at least you have the the main thing to like go back to and be like, oh, just take this video out, put that one in, right? To make it more specific for whatever you're auditioning for. But really take advantage of the time you have before an audition is posted. You can also create work before the residency application comes out. You know, I do, I try to do this at least once a month of renting studio and just making phrases, not for anything specific or, you know, not for anything that is already asking for submissions. But, you know, this is how I get prepared for those potential opportunities, right? And like I said, this is a challenge. Dancers aren't doing this because the payoff isn't immediate, right? You're not saying, okay, I'm going to the studio for an hour to create a phrase that's going to go right here. You're literally saying, I'm going to go to the studio for an hour, going to create this phrase to potentially use somewhere else, I guess. Exactly, though. That's exactly what you're doing. You're going to practice. You're going to create because you know opportunities are going to come up. So you want to be proactive instead of reactive in that situation. You know, for me, I find for myself that I start getting emails. I start getting people start reaching out to me for help or reaching out to me for, you know, teaching gigs or choreography gigs when I do this right? It's after I do this where I start getting people being like, oh, hey, Brandon, like, will you come and work with us, right? So changing your approach in this way, it not only allows you to stay active in your work, but it leaves you more prepared for when opportunities do come. And they are going to come. Yeah. So that's number two, create first before the opportunities exist. The third one and the final one I want to leave you with today is to think big and work small. Let me explain. So thinking big, so having big dreams, having big goals, as we all do at the new year, or we like to, you know, have those kind of things like, you know, I want to get in shape. I want to be on Broadway. I want to, you know, these more big, broad ideas. We need to do smaller work to actually achieve those things. So I want you to focus more on that. So how do we do that? Basically, we focus on the day-to-day right? Big moments are made from just these hundreds of smaller moments. Yeah, good or bad, right? We make a lot of small bad decisions. They lead to maybe, you know, bigger consequences. On the other side, if we make all these little good choices, they can lead to really great, exciting things that we've always wanted. So 
how can you make a choice today that can benefit you tomorrow? And it just has to be one thing, one little tiny thing, right? So that could be making a healthier eating choice. That can be doing some sort of physical activity, no matter how long you do it. Um, it could be going to class or reading one page of a book. It can be to meditate for like two minutes or, you know, saving an extra $50 this week. Any small $25, $2, I don't know. Anything super small that feels insignificant is going to be the thing that gets you to that really big significant moment, right? And it's not sexy. Doing these little day-to-day like mundane tasks or mundane choices, they, they, they are not sexy, but they are super effective because eventually, like I said, it's going to lead to that something greater. Sometimes uh, I think we get overwhelmed by those big goals, right? Which is why I never wanted to make a New Year's resolution, you know, post about goal setting, all that kind of stuff. Um, because yes, I think some people can. I think they're, I think it's too big for some people and we just get overwhelmed. So moving forward, I hope you can take these three ideas and apply them to whatever goals you have for, you know, the next year or the next five years or however you set your goals. Uh, but I think these are the most important things we can do in order to not only reach those goals, but reach goals we didn't even know we wanted, right? Investing in our education, that's there's no bad choice there, right? There's no bad result in, you know, diving into learning more. Creating before it exists, this is something, I think this is one of the hardest things to do. Uh, but if you do it, you're doing, you're doing something that other dancers aren't, right? You're taking that one extra step to get to where you don't even know you want to go, right? And then thinking big, but working small. So thinking about those day-to-day, you know, choices, experiences, how can we make those little choices that will add up to something bigger? So happy new year, everybody. Welcome to the goal setting new year episode. I hope this was helpful. If one of these resonated with you more, I would love to hear from you. If you love this episode specifically, maybe you share it on social media or um, you leave us a nice review shouting out this episode. Um, but if you've been listening for all 50 plus of these episodes, thank you so much. It is such a treat to make them for me. And I'm happy that you are along for this ride. So I will see you all in another episode. I hope you have a great day and, you know, go out and make those unsexy (laughs) little good choices for yourself today. All right. Bye, everybody.